Genesis chapter 25. Genesis 25. The title for our message this afternoon is God Dwell Your Birthright. God Dwell Your Birthright. Let us go into our text, Genesis 25, verse 29. And Jacob sought pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with the same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at a point to die, and what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob said, Swear to me this day, and he swore unto him, and he sold his birthright unto Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils, and he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. This is a very sad, one of these very sad passages that we have just read in the Bible. So we see Esau letting go something that was very important, something that is very valuable, just for a bowl of stew. For that moment when he was hungry, he let something that was very valuable leave him. So to understand how important this birthright was, it was very important in a way that uh, when his father was going to die, during that time, you would get a double portion of inheritance. And also you would take authority and rule over the whole clan, over the whole family. But he just let it go. He let it go he had to settle for a bowl of soup, something that is very low. He had to sacrifice the blessings that were to come into the future. The same applies in our lives that we are living now. The devil has got his bowl of stew. And in it there, there is fornication, adultery, lust, alcohol, and drugs. And people even now in quest of money, they are still trading their birthright in quest of money. Because of hunger, they are trading their birthright for the devil. What we need to understand that us, our birthright, the salvation of our soul is the most important birthright. We need to jealously guard our birthright. Internal life is our birthright. And we should not allow the devil to steal our birthright. It is very important that when the devil shows up, that we resist the devil. If we, if we read uh, in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, it says, If thy eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better for thee to enter into a life with one eye, rather than having two eyes and to be cast into hell fire. So Jesus here is 
stressing the importance of salvation. Nothing, nothing is worth no, losing our salvation for. Nothing is worth losing our salvation for. If you also we read in Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 4, it says, Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also is the Son, is, is the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. So if we are in sin, our inheritance is death. We won't inherit eternal life. The Bible is telling us that the soul that sinneth is, should die. In John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, for whosoever will believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what we want, to have everlasting life. That we do not perish because of sin. Uh, if we read also to John chapter 10, verse 10, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and kill and to destroy. And I come that you may have life. And that you may have life abundantly. We have to make a decision this afternoon that we have abundant life. We have to make a decision uh, to choose life. There are young men in the Bible that we can learn from. Like Joseph. You know, when he was seduced by Potiphar's wife he said lie with me but he had to run he had to flee because he was loyal to his master and god that's what we have to be like when sin presents itself when we are tempted we have to run we have to resist as long as we live on this earth temptation will come Temptation will come, but what matters to God? How do we respond to that temptation when temptation comes? How do we react to that temptation? When temptation comes, the moment we yield to that temptation, then it becomes a sin. So we saw here in Genesis, Joseph fleeing away. So we can take important lessons, even when temptation comes in the workplace. A boss can say, lie with me. I can promote you. I can give you a better salary. That's not worth our birthright. Nothing is worth losing our birthright. Even it might be in an educational institution. Someone might say, lie with me. I'll give you good grades. I'll make you pass. That is not worth it. Nothing is worth it. We need to uphold a high standard like what Joseph did. The same applies to Daniel. We can learn from Daniel. We are told that he chose not to defile himself with the king's meat and food. Although he had the pressure, but he chose to uphold righteousness. Even us, as young people, we face peer pressure. 
At times, we face fear pressure. What is important is to uphold righteousness. There might be pressure that probably you have been asked to attend a birthday or an event. And everyone seems to be doing things that are cool. They are drinking alcohol. They are abusing substances. Or even at a work function. And it might be cool to be drinking alcohol. But that's when we have to show. People should know us that we are a child of God. We should uphold righteousness. No matter what, we should be principled like, like Daniel. If we go on to read Hebrews, if, if, I, if I go to Hebrews, let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. We also want to learn from, from Moses. We should also imitate Moses. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24 to 26. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompenses of the reward. So here we read, we've just seen Moses making a clear decision to stay away from the pleasures, the temporary pleasures, but rather to look into the future. He was a young man when he was making this decision. What we should learn from there as young people, we need to seek salvation early in life. It is very important before we make all sorts of mistakes. If we seek salvation early in life, we will have thousands of blessings into the future. You know, most of the things, that mistakes that young people make, like in life, they do it when they are young. You know, I can give an example at my workplace. Uh, we provide services to government departments. And... You have to go for a security clearance before you can perform work so that they do a background check, check the kind of person you are, criminal check, credit check, everything. So what I've realized, most people, like my colleagues, they do have criminal records and it causes problems when it comes to getting the security clearance. And if I check at that, most of them, it things that they did when they were very young. No one has, has done it recently when they are old, but now it's coming back to bite them. That's why it is important, you know, as young people, to seek God very early in life. Uh, on Wednesday, when I was reading the daily devotional that comes from the Apostolic Week website, the daily devotional was titled uh, Chewing Gum. In that devotional, they gave an illustration of sin is like chewing gum. When you start chewing gum, it's, it's so tasty. You enjoy it. 
But as you go on and on, that chewing gum, it becomes tasteless. The same applies to sin. When you start doing sin, it's so exciting and, you know, it sounds like it's tasty. But now, at the end of it now, you start to feel, you know, that emptiness in your heart. And it starts to drown you. It starts to drain you. So we have to be careful. We need to give our lives to Jesus. Let us move on to uh, our, we'll move on to our last scriptures, which is also uh, Hebrews chapter chapter twelve. Hebrews chapter twelve. We'll start from from verse fourteen. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fall of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing to the trouble you thereby be defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, for for a morsel of meat sold his birthright. For we know not how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessings, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. So we see here that in the future he sought it, but he did not get it. We don't know what the future holds for us. And if we do not seek salvation now, we don't know if we will be alive tomorrow. We are hearing now, Esau cried and there was no room for repentance. So when the word of God comes, we should not harden our hearts. There might be a time where we will be, not be able to find repentance. There, might, there will come a day when we won't be able to get salvation. If we want an inheritance in heaven, we should come. Let us see God. Probably the devil has stolen your, your birthright, your salvation. God can restore it this afternoon. You want blessings in your life. Now, when it comes to blessings, when it comes to the promises of God in the Bible, they only apply to his children. We can't claim the promises in the Bible. I remember when I was growing up, my mother used to tell me, your sins are blocking you from God's blessings. She just, and it did not sit well with me. And I realized that when I gave my life to God, when I was young, things started to change. I was not doing well in school, and there was a great improvement. You know, when I gave my life to the Lord, I don't regret it because it started to be a life of favor and miracles. Even all the jobs that I've got, I've just seen 
the miracle of God. Even when it came to a decision whereby I had to marry, on itself, it was a miracle. My prayer was just praying to God, can you please bless me with a wife whom I will worship, who will help me on my road, on my journey to heaven. That was my prayer. I was not praying for any wife with a certain level of education or any looks or anything. I was just focused on God. I don't, it was my fear. I didn't want to marry someone, you know, that can cause me to lose my birthright you know, and drift away from God. You know, God is faithful. He answers prayers. And right now, he answered me in a miraculous way. You know, I got to know my wife for only three months. And we got married after praying. And for those 12 years I've been with my wife, you know, I never regret any of that decision. I, to me, it's the best decision that I have ever made. And I'm really thankful for God. So you see, when you trust in God as a young person, you don't have to worry about... What course am I going to do? Which career path am I going to take? Who am I going to marry? God will direct your path. This afternoon, God wants to restore our birthright. This afternoon, let us come and seek God. We'll get our closing song from 638. The altars are open.